Hey all, thanks for tuning in again to the New School of Thinking podcast. Today we'll be talking about perception and the thought process. I hope you enjoy and continue to please like and subscribe and share with your friends. So a lot of amazing reviews and awesome feedback on our last podcast when it came uh, to the topic of relationships. I think it's very, very close to everybody's heart, right? When it comes to how you choose your friends, how you choose your partnerships, how you kind of navigate. So shout outs to everyone who took a listen and gave us their feedback. It, it was awesome to hear. And uh, I really wanted to give a quick, but uh a shout out to Sean, who uh, really took it in and, you know, he, he shared his philosophy on relationship and on strong, positive relationships. It's kind of like meeting right in the middle of being able to support each other, but also fight, you know, agreeing to disagree and really build on that. So shout out to Sean for doing that. Thank you so much. We'll definitely be featuring him soon. The man behind Geared Game Straw. Maybe that was a secret, but take it away, guys. How's it going, Jamal, Dean? What's going on? You know, What's up? Not so much. Not so much. Just around. Another, ta- another podcast. Another day, another podcast. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Jamal, you mentioned you well, had an activity you wanted to follow up from last week. Yeah, yeah. So last, so last week I mentioned that there was a little activity I wanted you guys to do. And it, it's nothing. It's nothing big, um, but let's, let's, I'll tell you what it is, and you guys can take some time and, and think about it, and then give your answers. So, top three. You have to remember this. Top three animals. So, name me from you know one, two, and three. Your favorite animals. Go, each of you. Like right now. Yeah, yeah like right now. Like you're gonna give us some time. No, 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 no. Right now, it has to be quick. Okay, okay, I'm gonna say tiger, elephant, and uh, a kangaroo. I was thinking lion, crocodile, and a snake. Oh, jeez. How about you, Jamal? You mine was because... yeah. Well, I did this already. So, like, mine was monkey, elephant. No, sorry, elephant, monkey, and lion. Interesting. So right. there's like one commonality so... between all of us, except me. And That's Ren. true. That's Original. true. But, but do you remember your? Do you remember them? Do you remember the order yeah. of them? Yeah. Mine okay. was a tiger, elephant, and kangaroo. Lion, yeah, crocodile, and snake. Okay, so this is what I was told, and it's just kind of funny. the The first one, the first one, is how you present yourself. The second one is how other people see you, and the third one is who you really are. Oh, <laughs> a freaking kangaroo? Are you for real? Well, you do jump around <laughs> and stuff like that. So oh, sense. interesting. Oh, shoot. But now I right. look like you being a snake. Oh, oh that is me. It ain't even sunny. <laughs> so I thought, I thought that was pretty interesting because it's like about, you know, perception, right? Like yeah. you, you try to be in, in your everyday life, you, you try to be somebody. And then you don't know how other people view you, right? How, how, how their perception of you is. And then there's the real you that comes out with your close friends, I guess. And that could be the person that you try to portray, but sometimes it's not, 
right? Interesting. Yeah, so I thought that was. You know what? What was interesting? Because as you said that, Jamal, I didn't know that you were gonna go from like one, two, and three. And in my mind, I switched my first and the second one, which was kind of interesting, I think, because yeah. But then I ended up saying Tiger first, so that's interesting. Because if I switched that around, it would have swapped the perception um, as well as my own. Interesting. You no, know, I was like, damn, I was just thinking about Crockstar. That's why I said Crockstar. Shout outs to Crockstar still. <laughs> See, so yeah, so I thought that was pretty cool because, like, we brought up in the last episode, um, uh, first impressions a little bit. So that was kind of that kind of popped into my head. I did that with a group of uh, uh, friends last weekend, so I thought that was pretty cool. I'll bring it up here. See what you guys Wait, think about that. So people perceive me as a lion. I, or how does this work? I think I'm a lion. No, what was yeah, your first? Lion. So the one is the first one is how, you, how you present yourself. So, so people see you as a crocodile, but you see yourself. You'd like other people to see you as a lion. Right. Huh. You're really a snake. <laughs> you're <laughs> so, I mean, what? a snake. I don't know. It has some cool features to it. But yeah. why though? See, like going, I think that, you know, you brought the, 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 I guess the, the commonality in there too. So all of us mentioned an elephant, actually Jamal and I, you, you and I mentioned, uh, elephant and you yeah. and Dean mentioned, lion. um, a lion. So what yeah. did you say yours in monkey, lion and. No, uh, elephant, monkey and lion. So elephant, I tried. Monkey. Yeah. Ah. So I try to present myself basically as an elephant. People see me as a monkey, but I'm really a lion. And hilarious. People see me as the elephant. And people and Dean wants to be seen as a lion. Wow. Okay. Growth mindset brought all of us together. And uh, more than that, the animalistic uh, characteristics. Exactly. So, you know, take with a grain of salt. Yeah, what's this exercise called? I have no idea. I have no idea. Perfect. <laughs> Perfect. You can give a name if you want. I have no idea. <laughs> no, but you know what? I, I think uh, the interesting thing there was how you told us to think of it on the spot. And it's like that that really um, is interesting because that's a trait or a skill that I find a lot of people... You know, like, for example, there was a difference between how Dean and I approached this question in itself, Jamal. You said, I'm going to give you some time to think about something. But you gave us the instructions and then you're like, okay, go, tell me. I kind of jumped on it versus Dean was like, listen, like you said, you were going to give us some time to think about this. Exactly. The approach was a little different. Do you guys kind of allow yourselves to act upon your initial thoughts or do you take your time to kind of ponder before you like think you think before you speak I don't want to use that I didn't want to use that sentence but that's kind of the analogy that comes up to mind as well but do you think before you speak and what are like I mean, or are you working on it I used to like quickly answer or shout out answers and stuff like that but now it's more um, I do think before I speak I do uh, take in and try to process it before I 
give my answer because it's uh it's like providing if you provide an answer i want to be able to back it up with some sort of evidence so like in my mind i already have my answer but i need to recollect like what's the supporting evidence for it hmm. yeah yeah i mean that goes for me too but in a in a professional setting i guess it depends on the situation that i'm in but if i'm in like a a relaxed setting a laid back setting then you know my thinking before i speak doesn't really happen too much it's more of a relaxed tone but um in a professional setting definitely i've learned that you have to kind of think before you speak and in a way you're kind of censoring yourself like like you said dean you have you you have your answer in your head already but you want to make sure you have all the information first and you understand it before you respond um so yeah i mean thinking before you speak is a is a good skill to have but how about it's always necessary how about it's like you know what to be honest like 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 why i started thinking i didn't even notice i did it i think it's a natural trait but uh one time i think it was back in like 2014 or 2015 i went for an interview and one of the interview questions was how many door like we're in this room and uh basically he's like how many doors are on this floor right right yeah. and that was the question and it's like figure it out so like he allows you to get up and stuff like it like he's like how many door uh how many doors did you pass when you came in kind of thing oh. and then like he wanted to gauge the reaction of how i handled it like did i ask questions or did i just follow orders or did i have a way of doing things mm-hmm. all right so gave a little bit more about my personality and it made more sense because that team was more of a secluded um work from home like just doing stats and culturally um based off of the way i responded you could tell that i, I needed to be interactive i asked questions um and so how would... did you approach that question so i started yeah, asking like what do you mean like can i walk around can i go outside check it out and see how many doors and he's like you can do whatever you want right and it's like basically they're looking to see how you respond like they want to see a critical thinking mm-hmm. right like are you analytical are you an order taker are you a person that uh is takes risks and just jumps into it right so it was quite interesting right like and another one another tactic that he taught me that i've used is uh let's go get uh get me a coffee in an interview right where it's like you want to see how this person responds and you want to see what they say right and i think the smartest answer that he told me that he's gotten was hey how about you come with me and we'll continue this interview while we go get a coffee. Mhm. Right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Order going getting coffee and coming back. Right. Nice, nice, nice. Right. That's interesting cuz if if I were uh if I were asked that question, I think so that something I do is arriving 10 or 15 minutes before an interview or a meeting or something cuz I love absorbing space and the environment I'm in to kind of set my mood and tone i le- i read a lot into energy of how i feel cuz i'm a, i'm an emotional thinker or um which makes me impulsive but i think i hone on to that trait so for those who are impulsive and kind of think quick quick quickly on their feet i i genuinely think there's a lot of positives in that too whereas i am learning to refine 
a little bit and think before I speak. But when it comes to those um, thinking quickly on your feet, coming up with ideas, that's where I become a solutionist and not get honed or brought down on the problem. So in this case, I feel like I would have just taken a couple of seconds to reflect and be like, I, I believe I passed eight eight doors before I got here. There was that department, this department. I believe, because I also interact with people. So I would count how many people I interacted with on my way to that interview. Or uh, another tactic I have used is distract them with the story that I learned about of like, oh, I spoke to the receptionist named so-and-so. They mentioned this, that, and the other. And that kind of distracts them from testing me on such a question of how many doors did I pass to get there? But how about you, Jamal? How, how would you have handled that situation? So distraction and deception. That, those are your tactics, eh? Yep. Um, <laughs> you weren't supposed to highlight that, but it's all good. <laughs> um, no, no. I mean, I think I take it uh, the, same way, the same way Dean would have done. Like, I would ask if I could get up and, and retrace my steps. I would have, I would have probably said, um, I believe I passed like six or seven doors, but can I get up and check and then take it that way, right? Um, but I did, I mean, that's that's happened to me too, where there's questions that that they ask you that, that catches you off guard. Um, like one of them, they asked me an interview I did a couple of years back. They asked me, okay, um, if you were to take notes. This is the last question on the interview. If you were to take notes of this interview, uh, um, how would you do it? Mm-hmm. Right? And then that made me think about the interview. And the first thing I said was, well, that's kind of difficult. How would you like me to take it? And then that's when their eyes kind of opened. And they were like, well, that's a good answer. Because anybody can take notes, but it's how would they like me to present it to them when it's done? Right? Would you like point form notes would you like timestamp notes what kind of what are you looking for and then I can do that that task right so I, I am more I, I do ask questions when someone asks me to do something because it's more so at work I'm always like how do you want me to do it because as a project manager my biggest thing is communication and conveying information to somebody right so if somebody says hey I need you to do this I'm always going to be like okay how do you want me to present it to you? Because I can give it to you in multiple ways. Right. Right. You want to be more concise and uh, precision. Yeah, exactly. Like I could, I could give them a whole list of stuff and they could only need like 10% of that. Yeah, no, for sure. And that's something I've noticed about project managers, right? Like they're very to the scope. And uh, I guess that's they're to the scope. And that's what I was thought. No, I think I think I understand what you're saying. Like, like they're to the scope, and then anything outside of that is kind of like, yeah, we don't touch that. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah, that's that's my way of thinking. Like, if you're asking me for something, I need to find out how you want it because the only way you'll get your answer is through your perception of how you perceive the information I'm giving you, and I can give you in the information in any form. Yeah, right. yeah. Sorry, I was I was just trying to think. I was like, sorry, yeah, like because there's such a broad scope and like there's so much information, so many ways to interpret it. Not everyone thinks the same way, right? Project managers are very precise in what they do and like they stick to what's what's required of them. Exactly. 
Yeah, yeah. So I mean, but those are those are good uh, interview questions. Like those are coming up more and more now. I don't know if you guys have noticed, but it's like they give you these off-topic questions to see how you react to kind of get you out of your comfort zone. And I like them to be honest. Yeah, they want to they want to see what are your workarounds, right? It's problem solving. Yeah, yeah exactly. They want critical thinking. Yeah. Like, are you precise? Are you analytical? Uh, how you communicate? They want to make. They want to see. Um, a lot of those things, like like when you get out of your comfort zone, you can see the qualities of the person and what what are the intangibles that they bring, right? So, right, right, exactly. I think that's a really good takeaway, though, because I think a lot of times we're always preparing preparing an answer for a question versus being very attentive in those interviews and asking questions. Like what you both touched upon was asking questions when a question is posed. And sometimes that that comes with a lot of fear of like, how can I actually challenge somebody, you know, or kind of entice their thinking. And that kind of gives a different perception of ourselves to that person of, oh, well, maybe this person is not gonna, this person's not gonna, um, like, you know, take orders. They're probably gonna be very challenging and that might rub different leaders in a different way so to each their own but I think that's a really good takeaway nonetheless and it's uh it's hilarious because you know as as each of us were were describing it I think it was definitely tying it back to our animalistic traits that we kind of described at the very beginning like you know monkeying around Jamal with all your questions like you kind of give that impulsive answer but then again you're like can I go and check so yeah. you, you jump out of that and then uh Dean being the crocodile is like just right off the bat is going to challenge that person being like uh you know how would you like me to do this or whatnot and then I guess for me I'm the elephant in the room being like well I walked in here like a beast and, and these are, this is my answer. Take it or leave it because I'm the elephant. But that, that's quite interesting. And I think key takeaways from this is is definitely um, how, you, how you set yourself and how you perceive questions or how you take yourself in, uh, in interviews and such. But what, what interesting tactics or questions have you guys, as listeners, have, have you guys come across and uh, do you have any other activities such as the animal one that Jamal brought up for us? Or try it out and let us know what animals, top three animals you are. Yeah, so, definitely. I'd love to hear what, what animals are out there for sure. So what animals are out there? <laughs> <laughs> Great way to see that one. <laughs> well, so, on that note, guys, I, I think that, that concludes another good uh discussion here yep and until next time just keep on listening keep on liking and we we really uh we really love all your support so thank you again and that brings us to the end i hope you guys enjoyed that episode and tune in next time for our new episode of new school of thinking podcast if you really like and enjoy our content please like and subscribe and share this with your friends as well as we're looking for people to feature uh, if you know anyone or want to be on it please let us know reach out at the new school of thinking 
at gmail.com. Thank you. Have a good one.